Welcome to another episode of Between Jensen and Jones. I'm Parker Jones. And I'm Jensen Spillum. And joining us this week is ICDC champion, four-time football all-star, 35 ACT score, a national merit, top 2% in his class, a highly sought-after Ivy League recruit, and a very dear friend of yours and mine, Jacob Fujihara. Fuji, what would you say, or who would you classify as your favorite Marvel superhero? Well, Parker, that's a... Quite a loaded question. I have a lot of different favorite superheroes. Uh, I'll probably have to go with uh, Spider-Man. It's pretty basic, but I just think that yeah, it's, it's hard to top. So I would agree. Peter Parker. My name is Parker. Very, very good take on that. Well, I just want to say uh, thank you guys for having me on the show today. It's a real honor. All right, so let's get into the NFL offseason. It has been quite the wild ride. Um, first and foremost, OBJ to the Browns. That is huge. That is Awful for the Giants, because now the Giants are an absolute dumpster fire right up there with the Steelers. Um, we got Tannehill. He got traded to the Titans. That's not really um, a big name, but it just proves that the Tannehill project for Miami did not pan out, and we all knew it wouldn't pan out. The but there's more, to the, there's more to that. Well, um, Fitzmagic. That's right. Ryan Fitzpatrick is now with the Dolphins, and he's going to steal money from them. He's going to throw for 450 plus yards for the first three games, and then he's going to suck so bad. They'll probably go four and twelve. And probably, I think that's being generous. <laughs> but um, yeah, and so Blake Daddy Bortles, um, he's been released by the Jags. He's going to be a career backup, and he is actually expected to visit the Rams. Um, Johnny Football Manziel to the Memphis Express. That's right. He is now in Alliance of American Football League. Player. What did he do to? Violate his contract in the CFL. He tried out for every team, I think. I think it was something off the field he did. But that doesn't surprise anybody. Yeah. Uh, he's always kind of had his own his own issues. But um, what was also kind of huge to see was uh, Cole Beasley is no longer a Cowboy. So this is breaking a streak of only playing football in Texas his entire life. Little Elm High School. Little Elm, <laughs> Southern SMU, Methodist. And uh, played with the Cowboys, but now he is going up north. He's going to um, the Bills. Yeah, and there's going to be a whole different type of climate for him to play in up there. It shows that the Cowboys are really going to be relying upon Amari Cooper this season. But you know what? I really do think that the Bills Mafia is going to open up their arms to Cole Beasley because he is just he he's just gonna be one of them. He's and I feel like he's a good teammate. He seems oh, like yeah. a great teammate. He's seems a good like a player. Great guy. He's a rapper, so he's got that going for him, which is nice. Um, Mark Ingram to the Ravens, uh, along with Earl Thomas. Those are two very big names um, going to the Ravens. And now the Ravens have somewhat of an offense because now they have a dynamic backfield in Lamar Jackson, an explosive runner in his own right, as well as now Mark Ingram. And now they're going to start um, ever since. Um, getting rid of, you know, Terrell Suggs is no longer a Raven. Now there's uh, C.J. Mosley. He's uh, right. He went to the Jets. <clears throat> right. C.J. Mosley is now a Jet. So they're going to start anchoring that defense, and they're going to build around Earl Thomas on the defensive side, which that's going to be interesting to watch. Um, we got Nick Foles is now a Jaguar. That's right. The NFL MVP is a Jag. So... We'll see what happens with that. I think I think we'll see the the Jags um, back in the dance for the playoffs this upcoming season. I think it's possible they, the Titans, the Colts, and the Texans are also 
going to be competing for playoff spots. Right. And you know, I mean, four teams from the same division can't make it, but three teams can. Mm-hmm. And I think that's possible with that division, although I think all of them are just above average. They're not – none of the teams in the South are great teams. Mm-hmm. But Andrew Luck carried the Colts pretty well last season, especially down the stretch. And the, the Colts' defense showed up. And – uh, the Titans were were right down to the wire, fighting for a playoff spot. They didn't end up making it. I think Sean Watson and the yeah. Texans, I think, have the best shot at winning the division. So I think it's hard for the Jags to fit their way in, but I don't think it's impossible. Well, and I don't think the, I don't think the Titans are going to be the team to. I mean, they're they're going to be the dark horse the entire way in that division, but um, I really think the other three teams are going to be running that show. Um, and you know who else is a Jet? Le'Veon freaking Bell. So the man who holds out an entire year for more money, um, actually, d- this contract was a little underwhelming in my opinion. I mean, it wasn't like a slappy mama kind of. But you have to think about Le'Veon's character. That's true. And there's a lot that goes into it outside of his talent. What happened in Pittsburgh? I wouldn't want to pay him a whole lot of money either, and he's not going to get a whole lot of money. So he's got to take the contract he can get. Yeah, but I mean, nonetheless, you know, now he's a Jet. That's ironic because the you know the whole reason he didn't play last year is he was looking for more money, so he was holding out his contract, and now here he is. Not only did he not play last season because he wanted more money, but now he ended up settling for less money than he wanted, and he's no longer on the Steelers. But it might be a good thing looking at the Steelers and how they're kind of a dumpster fire right now, as Jensen said, pretty much going to be in full tank mode next season with Roethlisberger is going to be gone soon and Antonio Brown gone and Le'Veon Bell gone. They're kind of in a rebuilding phase for and sure. On the topic of the Steelers and the, and the North, can we go back to OBJ to the Browns? What I mean, obviously the Browns are going to be better than the Steelers this season. Right. They'd have to be. It'd be a failure of an offseason if they're not. Right. But can the Browns pull out the division? I mean, it's probably going to be between them and the Ravens at this point. Well, that's a great question. I think that definitely the Browns should be better than the Steelers. But like you said, I think that they'll uh, probably even be better than the Ravens because right now the Ravens, they have a lot of new players they acquired, as do the Browns. But it looks like, to me, the Browns have a lot bigger names because right now they have Kareem Hunt as their second running back You know, for the second half of the season with him being suspended for the first eight games. They have Nick Chubb, great running back. Baker Mayfield coming into his sophomore season, which is he's likely going to be better than he was last season. They have Jarvis Landry, Odell, and they still have a very solid defense. I think the Browns really have a great shot here, and they're, they have a fairly new coach, and they've got... I mean, they're in a, they're in a they've been in a rebuilding phase for a long time, and I think that this is finally the season where they're going to break out because last season you saw sparks of of what of the potential they could have as a team, and they obviously improved a lot since the season before, and I think that they're going to be they're going to continue to be on the rise and improve uh, as a franchise as a team, and especially with all these new players throughout the season, we'll get to see them come together and work as an absolute unit, and I think that they'll take the division. And you were able to see a significant change once Baker Mayfield was at the helm, and. I mean, no shame to Deshaun Kaiser, but he wasn't a, a guy that was going to lead this team to the playoffs. I don't think he's a guy to lead it. anyone. Any I don't either. Anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't an awful quarterback, but he wasn't right. a, a team leader. On top, and then Tyrod Taylor, who and you know is a veteran, um, has playoff experience, but at the same time, he just wasn't getting it done. What was it? Three interceptions in the first half, and then that's whenever they. Uh, pulled him and put in Baker. And Baker is a natural winner. He's not. He's not the. He doesn't have the best character or the best behavior, but he wins. And he. I likes like his swagger. Yeah. I love his swagger. I, I think, don't mind it. I think if you're cocky enough to, um, if you can live up to, to how to, cocky you are, 
if you can live up to it, then I think there's no problem. Like, whenever they played Kansas, whenever he was back at OU and he's playing Kansas and he grabbed his balls and he flipped them off, I thought that was awesome because he was just proving that, yeah, I am better than you, so don't ever at me, dog. And that's the thing. Is I think a lot of people, deep down, everybody wants to see the Browns do good because they've just been the laughingstock of the NFL for so long. And now, and whether we want to admit it or not, most of us want to see the Browns do good. And not, especially because, coupled with the fact that they've always been bad, but also with the new players they have, I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. is one of the most charismatic players in the league, and as so is Baker Mayfield. I mean, these kind of players they're getting are huge names with a lot, you know, a lot of a big fan base just as players themselves. Like mm-hmm. a lot of LSU fans will like the Browns now just because of Odell, and a lot of Texas A&M fans like the Browns just because of Miles Garrett. So and a lot of things OU like that. Fans now, so yeah, and Baker. So they have got... a lot of fan bases coming into their franchise. Exactly, they get the big college names, and and Odell being a big NFL name too. You're you're exactly right with that. And I mean that is a growing fan base and, and growing player name recognition is extremely beneficial. Mm-hmm. Especially now, that it's just a matter of will the talent they have live up to that. The Browns are the new destination for SEC players. We'll see about that. You got something on Jay? Yeah. So the the last thing we like to talk about for the NFL here is um, someone that no one's really been talking about. He's kind of fallen off, but Jay Ajay. I mean, two seasons ago, he was everyone was talking about him. He was the the running back to have in fantasy football. He's a big up and comer. He was doing great. He was on the Eagles, on the Dolphins. He had a great season, and then last season he kind of fell off, got injured, I believe, and now um, he's a free agent, and it looks like he's meeting with the Colts next week. So that could be a potential big gain for the Colts, as I know last season the running back um, Frank Gore. No, not Frank Gore. It was a Gore, though. It, their, their running back's last name was Gore. No, they had a different running back last year. They had a young running back who was pretty solid. But um, it was Marlon Mack was the Colts running back. Marlon yes. Mack. But yeah. um, Jay Ajayi could potentially be a great replacement for him as Marlon Mack hasn't shown that much potential yet. So. All right, and uh, we'll go ahead and move on with that. Jensen, what do you got? So uh, it was actually just this morning. Mario Hazonia um, has just – so – a big mystery around the NBA is who exactly is the father of LeBron James. And this morning, it was just been proven. Um, the DNA test came back, and Mario Hazonia himself is LeBron's daddy because of that awesome block that he had on him for the game winner against um, with the uh, Knicks-Lakers game. Um, on top of that, uh, again, going on the NBA, this is my own personal opinion, but I do think that a lot of people would agree with me in saying that I think the NBA is pushing out Dirk um, with this this kind of farewell tour that's happening. Um, I think that they're kind of ready for the new era of big men because he, he changed the game forever. He's the, you know, the first seven-footer to be able to shoot a consistent three. And then, um, you know, you have all these, you know, other great play- like I mean, really, really young guys and Chris Porzingis. Um, Larry Markkinen, um, these you know tall European guys that can just shoot the lights out and do so much more in the post. Um, so I, I think the NBA is just like, okay, Dirk, we love you to death, but it's it's kind of your time to go, and uh, we're just gonna have all of these tributes to you on your on your um, last road trip games to these certain teams. So like whenever um, whenever Doc Rivers had that really kind of heartfelt moment and the entire crowd stands up and gives them gives Dirk a standing ovation within the final seconds of the Clippers uh, Mavs game um and it's just like stuff like that Dwayne Wade is having an official farewell farewell tour where he's trading jerseys and he's you know he's he's basking in um his greatness there in Miami 
for as much as he can because mm-hmm. um especially that game winner not too long ago um you know that that was really reminiscent of what he's done for Miami and for that franchise um on other news in the NBA going on I do think that the Nuggets are going to be serious competitors to the Warriors for the Western Conference Finals. And I do think if it's any team in the West, it is going to be the Nuggets to take out the Warriors and to replace them as hopeful, it, hopefuls for the NBA championship. Didn't Boogie just have his best game ever since he's been with the Warriors? Yes. But, and, Jokic, but Jokic is completely healthy. Jokic... Um, Again, I, in my opinion, he's uh, top three center in the NBA right now. I don't think Boogie's just uh, Boogie's just there yet, um, but I, I just I think the Nuggets with what, the chemistry that they have. And, okay, and so the you think they are the the best team in the West to compete with them? That's fair. yes. Yeah. Do you do what percentage? What what chance would you give them on actually beating the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals? In the Western, I would give them about a. Don't 40, say more than 50. Okay. 47.38 chance to beat the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. much lower than that. I wouldn't say it's much lower. I think I do think it's going to go to six games, and it's going to come down to the wire, and um, one of the five All-Stars is going to have to step up, I guess, for the Warriors and make a big play because, I mean, you can you, we've, seen, we've all seen it through sports where, you know, you scoff at the – at the less talented team, and the next thing you know, they're you know they're at the top. But I don't I don't think it it could be this year. I don't think it's going to be this In year. Basketball, that's less wait. likely though. I think what the, what's going to happen have to happen is that all other teams around the league are going to have to wait till uh, Katie's contract is up, till Clay Thompson's contract is up, see what Draymond does, um, and watch these super teams kind of dissipate. Well, I think that eh, I don't think super teams are going to. They're still going to have super teams. I think. I just, I, um, ideal I, I, this, for competition. The, the idea of super teams, I, 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 with the way the NBA is going, and it's becoming way, way, way more player friendly, and loyalty literally means nothing in the NBA anymore. Yeah. So I think super teams are still gonna be around. There's, there's not, there's super teams are not gonna dissipate. Uh, that's you know, I mean, the first real super team being. What the ninety six Bulls? Really, I mean, with Pip and Jordan and Rodman, but yeah, yeah, super teams are here to stay. It's the NBA. There's no loyalty. It's just a bunch of AAU grown uh, grown men just wanting to chase money and chase chase rings um, wherever they can find them. Um, what do we got going on the MLB? Um, not a lot of news heading into the the opening day is coming up on. The twenty eighth, uh, next Thursday, so that'll be big, but not a lot of off season trade news. But the the Rangers said today that they are not going to use an opener this year. What is an opener? Somebody that doesn't pay attention to baseball, they don't know what an opener is. It's because it's a new term created last season by the Tampa Bay Rays. Most people in sports in the sports world will at least know what a closer is. The guy that comes in in the ninth inning to finish off the game. He comes in, usually can throw high heat, and likes to strike out a lot of batters. He'll come in, close out the game, get the win. Last season, Tampa Bay didn't have enough solid starting pitchers to make up a full rotation, a full five-man rotation. So what they would do every couple days 
is open the game with a relief pitcher. One inning, one or two innings, a relief pitcher would start out the game, the first and second inning of the game, and then they would bring in their, their long relief man, another relief pitcher that could pitch three or four just to carry them to the sixth or seventh inning where they can use their bullpen like a normal normal pitching rotation would. I did not like that at all. It's extremely non-traditional. It's not how the game works. It doesn't make any sense to start out with the momentum of a relief pitcher but not be able to finish it because relief pitchers don't have the stamina to do it. So if the Rangers, who used an opener a couple times last season, the Rays were, not, the, Rays were the team that started it. There are multiple other teams, mostly teams that were not in competitive positions that also began to use openers, not commonly like the Rays were, but you saw it a few times across the league. The Rangers saying that not, they're not going to use an opener this year. It's probably something put in place by their new manager, Chris Woodward. But hopefully that is something that will be acknowledged by other teams and avoid using openers there as well because it's, I just think it's bad for the game of baseball to stray away from, from using starting pitching and, and getting pitchers to train for stamina uh, rather than train for these specific situations like a first and second inning. Um, and I think it's beneficial to the, the opposing lineup if you're going to use an opener rather than a starting pitcher that's trained to go long distance. So hopefully that's something that will be seen across the league this year. Um, getting rid of the opener, it, it looked like it was a fad. Hmm. Um, so today was Selection Sunday for the NCAA March Madness Tournament. Um, even if you're not a big college basketball fan, I'm more. it's more than likely that you have filled out a bracket before because it's just the thing to do in March. And it's really fun. It gets really competitive. Make bets. Um, sports betting is, is at an all-time high around this time. Um, and so we kind of have a general layout. Um, of course, there's going to have to be some uh, prelim games, but um, you know, at least in the West, you got Gonzaga, of course, being the number one seed and the number two seed in Michigan. Um, what I thought was interesting was um, in the South, you have uh, Virginia playing Gardner-Webb. Could this be a repeat of what happened last year with uh, the uh, retrievers of UMBC beating Virginia? No, Do you, I mean it's not going to happen in Virginia two years in a row. I th- that would be hilarious, actually. But um, Tennessee being the um, number two seed in the South, um, in the Midwest, of course, um, North Carolina is at number one. At number two is Kentucky. Kentucky. Kentucky, I think, is going to be. I don't. I don't think they're going to make it to the the final four. I don't even think. I think they're going to make it to the Sweet Sixteen, and they're going to get um, beat by someone. So called as a bold statement, but I I am about ninety five percent sure the team that wins the national championship will have blue in their logo. You think it's going to be Duke or North Carolina or Gonzaga? Or any of the other blue teams that dominate basketball. So my <laughs> unpopular sports opinion on this is that the team that wins the NCAA tournament takes it all has purple in their colors. What are you thinking, Kansas State or something? I was more going along the lines of LSU. Definitely not LSU. 
Definitely will be LSU. Well, Jensen, what did you think about um, LSU losing to uh, Florida being the number one seed? Okay, now listen. Listen. He's going to blame it on Will Wade. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who said I was going to blame it on Will Wade? I'm not blaming it on Will Wade. Will Wade should be freed. Hashtag free Will Wade. But I will say it was... An embarrassment. Embarrassment? I don't know about that. I would say it's an unfortunate buzzer beater that happened down to the wire. LSU should have played a lot better. We had Javante Smart back out there. Nas Reed went absolutely off. But, you know, my Tigers just couldn't get it done. It What's done is done. What's in the past is in the past. And it's not like Florida's going to hold up. LSU loses to Yale first round. Take that back right now. LSU loses to Yale first round. Yale You're going to watch it you, Listen, LSU is not going to lose to a bunch of nerds. Are you kidding me? L- no, that's... No. A bunch of Ivy League freaking doctors that just happen to pick up a basketball and just shoot it around. No. Don't you think they know physics? Who cares? Basketball's a lot of physics. Really? I didn't know that. Um, does LeBron James know everything about physics? That's why KD? The goat. Kyrie? Do you think Jordan knows a lot about physics? Do you think all the greats... It doesn't matter if you know a lot about physics to play basketball. Anyways, um, that's my hot take. Sounds like you have a very strong opinion about LSU losing, Jensen. That literally had nothing to do with LSU losing. But I will... I will say this. LSU is a team to be reckoned with in college basketball. On that note, Fuji, thanks for being on the show. Yes, Jake of Fuji. Hara, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thanks for having me. And maybe we'll have him back in the future. Hopefully, uh, if he if he agrees. By until, popular demand. By popular demand, maybe. Um, uh, until next week, I'm Parker Jones. I'm Jensen Spillum. Mm-hmm.